0: Welcome to the Authentic Church Podcast with Jeff and Fawn Peterson in Orange County, California, where our mission is simply to love God, love people, and live authentic. For more information on Authentic Church, visit us online at AuthenticOC.com. Thank you for listening. What an honor, a true honor it is as a like Pastor Jeff said, the mama of the home to be here and to be able to share a word that I really believe God has birthed in my spirit um, over the past few months, actually. It's been stirring in my heart, and, and I'm just so encouraged. Um being in here, I have such a love. I know so many of the women in this room and I have such a love for you and I honor you as as women, as daughters, as spiritual mamas, as real mamas um, that have actually delivered children. I, I just bless you all and I'm so encouraged. And I know um, I'm not the only woman that has been on this platform. In the past, because here at Authentic, we believe in women in ministry. We believe in empowering women to to speak out the word of the Lord. And and we believe that um, God wants to empower these women and wants to see them rise up in their calling, right? Calling in this house so in Authentic. We promote and we endorse women in ministry. So, again, it's such a blessing to be here. Uh, Like Pastor Jeff said, this message is for you women. This message is for everyone, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to call out the women today and call them up. And so it's just an exciting time for me to share. Um, I do have a passion for men to rise up as sons and women to rise up as daughters. So it's so important for us to recognize our identity as son and daughter, right? Everything flows from a place of identity, Okay, we've got to remember that. And we need to know whose we are, right? Not just who we are, but whose we are. And our greatest need is truly to become who we already are in Christ. Okay, that's what we need to do is we need to become who we already are in Christ. So in this truth there, it'll keep us anchored, right? And it'll also propel us into our destinies as men and women of God. So I want to... First, before I jump in, I want to acknowledge all of the emotions in the room for this day. This day is a big day for many people. It's a celebration for many women. It's, I mean, we're, we're honoring just like the baby dedications with the squishy little babies. So adorable. Such, such treats are gifts from the Lord. The scripture says children are a gift from God. But there are a lot of emotions today. And um, I know 20 years ago, 20, over 20 years ago when I surrendered my life to God, I met this amazing man. He helped disciple me, actually. And I, I, I didn't, when I met him, I, you know, I didn't even have a desire to have children. And we fell in love and we got married. Well, he was a single dad when we met. And so I became an instant bonus mom, right? So I have a five-year-old and a husband. And then the Lord started stirring in my heart. That I would have children and I thought no surely I couldn't have children because if you knew me the fawn prior to Jesus I did a lot of drugs you guys a lot of drugs and I thought surely because I did all those drugs because I damaged my body so much surely I wouldn't be able to have children but I I called out on God and I asked him God would you would you even you bless me with children and he said, I will bless you with, I asked if you would bless me with a child. He said, I bless you with children. And so it wasn't just one, but it was many. And little did I know 20 years down the road, it wouldn't just be my most amazing four children plus my, we have a 25-year-old, right? Back up in the story. My four children, but it would be a whole house of spiritual children. And so it is, again, such an honor. And I, I bless all the emotions here, all the people that are feeling, maybe feeling pretty sad right now. Maybe there's some women here that have wanted to have children and they have yet to have children. God sees you and he knows, he knows. Maybe, maybe you're a person here that has a dream that has been lost or maybe there's a, a feeling of a hopelessness, maybe a hope deferred that makes our heart grow sick, right? Maybe there's loss in your life. Maybe there's, today's a day that you're reminded that my mom is not here on earth, right? I've been praying for you. I've been praying this week for those specific feelings. And so, again, I want to acknowledge those feelings, tell you that you are loved, you are seen, you are valuable. And no matter what, no matter how we're feeling, good or bad, celebration or sadness, God loves you. And you are his son and you are his daughter above all else, okay? You are his child. So today, like I said, we're gonna be talking about women um, and how they can arise and how you women can arise. And I believe God is calling the women of Authentic up, He's calling the women of California, of Orange County up into their place, into their God given calling. And I believe today God wants to breathe fresh life into all of us, all right? So I'm going to be reading from, I'll give you the text. It's gonna be out of Judges 5-7, out of the uh, New King James Translation. There we go, Judges 5-7, coming out of the Old Testament, the OT. Village life ceased, it ceased in Israel until I, Deborah Rose, A rose, a mother in Israel. I know Pastor Jeff already prayed, but I'm gonna pray again right now. God, we thank you. We thank you for your presence in this house. We thank you for your great love and for your great mercy, God. And I thank you that your word is living, it's sharper than any two edged sword. It divides between soul and spirit, bone and marrow. It reveals the intents of our heart. God, and today I ask that you would speak, that truth would be spoken and received. God, I pray that you would speak through me, that you would anoint this message because you've given it, God. I believe this is your; these are your words. This is your encouragement and this is your calling. And I bless every hearer in this room to receive, to be imparted into. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, amen and amen. Okay, so we're going to begin. Village life ceased. It ceased in Israel. All right, the book of Judges. So basically, the book of Judges is what I like to refer to as the spin cycle of disobedience. Okay? There is no king in Israel at this point. All right? No king. And everyone does what they want to do. Right? They do right in their own eyes, which is not always right in God's eyes. Right. So God was always with them. His presence was there. His presence was there while they were wandering in the wilderness. His presence was there when he took them out of that wilderness and he brought them into the promised land. His presence was always there. But the funny thing is, the Israelites, they did evil over and over and over again. That's that spin cycle. Right. But God, guess what he did? He delivered the Israelites, over and over and over again. He was so faithful, because that's our God, right? So what it looked like was apostasy, this is the cycle, oppression, repentance, and deliverance. Apostasy is basically when, when people cast off from their religious beliefs or their political beliefs and say, I'm, I'm going the other way. Oppression comes upon a people that turn from God. A people that choose to sin and do their, you know, do as right in their own eyes, not God's eyes, and when oppression comes, comes a whole gamut of things, Um, and then the the feelings, the emotions, the the anxiety, and so on and so forth, and then the crying out of repentance, and then deliverance. I think you guys get that spin cycle so much so. Speaking of spin cycles, right now, crazy spin cycles. Is there anybody here that loves to do laundry? Laundry, the spin cycle. Anybody? I have a love-hate relationship with laundry. I love doing laundry. I love collecting all the laundry from my children's floors. And um, I like to collect all the laundry in the house, and I divide them in the colors and the whites and the darks, and then I stain-stick them. I'm notorious for getting every stain out out of the fabrics. I wash them. I dry them. I love to pull them out of the dryer, the smell, the warmth, and I... Shuck them on a bed. If I'm really productive, if I'm really productive, I'll actually fold the first load, and I'll hang them up. But my crazy spin cycle is really where I need deliverance. You can come to my house any day of the week, and you will find a uh, load of laundry. This is not a joke, and this was not staged. This is right now in my house. And I'm sure somebody here is itching, feeling uncomfortable, like, oh, gosh. Is there? I did, okay, I did stage one thing. I covered up a few chonies because I didn't want anybody feeling uncomfortable. Um, chonies are underwear. Sorry, River. Um, so, yeah. So, I did do that. But, you guys, this is my crazy spin cycle that I need deliverance from. And, um, yeah, that's just the way my life is. So, let's get back on track. We've got the, the children in their laundry Mom takes the dirty clothes, and I wash them. God, the Israelites sin, God forgives them, right? We've got this cycle going. So the Israelites at this point, the village life ceased. It ceased to, in Israel. The Israelites had drifted, drifted again from God, right? And the Canaanites had oppressed them for 20 years, okay? So Israel's at a pretty low point at this, at this place, so let's consider our society right now, shall we? We live in a broken, broken world, right? Because we're broken, broken people, right? People have turned from God. I've turned from God. There's oppression, like we talked about. There's high anxiety. There's high, high levels of depression, guys. There's, there's a full generation, Gen Z, that, that are lost, and I think you know what I'm saying right now. My heart is breaking. There is a village or a, a generation without a village, right? Village life has ceased. There's a generation without a village. They, they need to be mothered and they need to be fathered. Our pace of life is wild. It's crazy. It's busy. There's a, I mean, our generation is being raised by, by devices, devices in our faces and don't I mean I love a good device but I just it's 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 stifling right it's paralyzing and social media is raising this generation and more than that there's identity confusion there's such an identity confusion and we you know in the very beginning my passion and God's passion is for us to know who we are and whose we are right I mean I went I went to Disneyland this week please don't stone me I know. <laughs> That's like a sin in itself, going to Disneyland. Um, <laughs> went to Disneyland. We have annual passes that we're using up. And, um, and it, was, it was a good time. But honestly, again, the whole day, if you want a snapshot of where we are in society, go to Disneyland. And you'll see. It's called the happiest place on earth. But really, I think it's the most confused. I think it's the most confused. You see, I'll just call it out. There's men that are dressed like women, women dressed like men. There's men with men. There's women with women. There's teenagers raising babies. There's brokenness. There's sadness. There's devices like this. Everywhere you go, you stand in line, and no one's looking at each other, right? That is our society, and I'm not trying to condemn anybody. I'm just stating the facts, and that's where we are right now. And so with God, this all seems pretty hopeless, hey? (laughs) Seems pretty low, I'm... I'm just giving you a glimpse into our culture right now. And um, but in all of God's mercy, and all of God's kindness, he inserts himself as a God of deliverance, right? He always inserts himself with hope. And hope has a name, and it's Jesus, okay? Until I, Deborah, arose. Going back to the text, Judges 5-7. Okay, until I. Who's this Deborah Chick? Let's talk about her. She's a pretty magnificent woman. She was a woman, right? First and foremost, come on. She was a woman prophet. She was a military leader. She was the fourth judge out of 12 that God chose to lead Israel, and the only woman that God chose to lead Israel. She was wise, she was holy. She had a deep intimacy with her God. A deep, deep intimacy. So in this text, Deb is actually singing a song. It's called The Song of Deborah. And it's actually in regards to what had already happened in the previous chapter, in chapter 4. She realized there was an issue in the village. Remember, the village life ceased. She realized there was an issue. So she realized there needs to be action taken. She, until I... Deborah arose, so this is until I, Deborah arose. So I wanna point something out about this text. I'm gonna dissect it a little bit. The until I, so until, this is fascinating to me, means pending. Pending means awaiting decision or settling. She realized action needed to be taken, but first she needed to, to know her identity, right? Let's look at the word I. It refers to Deborah's identity, right? So pending Deborah's identity, Deborah arose. It's so important for us to realize this. You know, she saw an issue in the desperate people of Israel in the land. And what could she do unless she had a revelation from her God of who she was? With us, even right now, what can we do as one woman or one man when you see everything happening around us unless we were to receive a revelation by the Spirit of God? Deb's identity, she grasped onto it. She was God's daughter, right? That's when she arose. See, Deb's authority came from her known identity. She arose. She got up. She stood up. She emerged. She came to light. Something that, a rose means to come to light. Isn't it funny? What always comes to light? Truth. Truth always comes to light. She came into her truth. She came into her identity. And our identity, remember, identity is everything. And we are made in the image of God. So that's where our identity comes from. And I believe that's what Deborah did. She rose to be the daughter that God created her to be. Now we're going to insert another character in the story, Barak, Barak. So here's Deb, and she boldly summons this Hebrew warrior named Barak. She says, come, come, come over here, hither. She would sit under palm trees and, you know, judge the land. And and so this man, Barak, the military man, comes over and she says, hasn't God commanded you to gather the tribes of 10,000 military men and draw out Sisera? The general of the military of the Canaanites. God had already told Barak that he would deliver the enemy into his hands. And here's Deborah. You guys, she's fearless. She's like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna tell Barak. She doesn't, she doesn't question, is, is he gonna listen to me? That's not what she questioned. She just obeyed. She had simple faith that she heard from God and she sent. That reminds her to him. She knew the authority that was placed on her life, and, and she did what God told her to do. She didn't second guess, she didn't question, she didn't even allow anything to get in the way. So, my question for us ladies and men today is who are you? What are your pending identities? Okay, how do you define yourself? How do I define myself? You know, do we define ourselves by maybe a job or a title? Do we define ourselves by, our, you know, our purpose? What is our purpose? Bless you. The Bible says without vision that people perish. We must have a vision for our lives. So Barak, he's standing there as she reminds him of what God called him to do. And he says, I'll only go to battle if you come with me. He wasn't even about to go unless the woman of God came with him. Bold as a lion, guess what Deb did? Deb said, yes. She did it. She says, I'm going to go. Women, until you arise, nothing will change. Nothing will change. For us women, our identities will either lead us on a mission or be a mission impossible. Okay? We are notorious for being our own worst critics. Our own worst critics, think about it. Think down the line of the things that you told yourself you couldn't do or you wouldn't do. Maybe because of fear. Maybe that fear that paralyzes. But you know what? We have to trust and agree with our creator who made us in his image. It's crucial. And that's for both men and women here. We must agree with our God. And we must know that we are daughters and sons of the king, right? And we must begin to say yes. So, you know, once we've yielded to God, once we've heard his voice, and once we've risen as daughters and sons, we can then arise as mother. Okay? So the scripture, again, back to Judges 5:7, village life ceased, it ceased in Israel until I, Deborah, arose, arose a mother in Israel. What does it mean to arise as a mother? You know, for Deborah, arising, it looked like war. It looked like leading a man, encouraging a man. Arising looked like leading an entire military group to victory, right? A whole nation, essentially, to victory. Deborah and Barak went on the battlefield, and not one of the enemies were left they all were done for because of God, right? However, Sisera, the general of the bad guys, managed to escape, but not for long. She he so he what he what did Sisera do? He ran to an, another area. He's escaped. He's a wuss. He left all his guys. He left and he ran up to a woman far away into her tent. And her name was Jael. And Jael said, "Oh, Come on in, come on in, yeah. He said, don't tell anybody I'm here. Oh, no, 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 I'm thirsty. Okay, let me give you some milk. She gave him milk. She gave him a mat to rest on. She, she let him fall asleep. And guess what Jail did? Jail walked over to her tent. She pulled a tent peg, I'm guessing, out of the ground, took a hammer, walked over to the sleeping Sisera, and drove that tent peg right into his temple. Happy Mother's Day. She killed the heck out of Sisera, right? He was out cold. He was done for. You guys, I point this out though, because God will use any woman that is willing to say yes, okay, to take out the enemy. Any woman that's willing to say yes, because the enemy, he's real. There's a real enemy, and he comes to kill, steal, and destroy. And I think we've all experienced that enemy before. Maybe right now you're experiencing that enemy. Maybe he's whispering in your ear even as I speak. And you know what? If, if we don't say yes, God will choose another woman to say yes. All right? Or another man. He's no respecter of persons. He'll, he'll choose whoever is willing, right? For us, arising as a mother will look like yes. Yes, when you don't feel like it. Because when you're a mom, you step up, right? There's a maturity with being a mother. You know, there's a maturity. You don't have an option to say no to the call. We lay down our lives, right, moms? When inadequacy and insecurity comes knocking... You know what we do we need to say yes to our daughter identity that's what we do we say yes to our daughter identity and then we can rise as mothers okay we are called we are chosen and you know what there's no room for comparison either zero room each of us God has called for this time now we are unified we're a team You know, God commands a blessing on unity. We can do this together. So yes, let's say yes to unity. Maybe yes looks like fostering a child or children. Maybe yes looks like adoption. Maybe yes to politics. Yes to using your voice. Maybe a yes to praying. Even for some praying out loud, being as bold as saying, let me pray for you. Yes to our family, yes to the Bible study, yes to your calling, yes, yes, yes. Sometimes yes looks like rest. You know that? Some powerful things can happen when one rests, unless you're Sisera, and then you're out. (laughs) And, uh, And we just want to say yes to God. Who wants to say yes to God? I want to say yes to God. I'm saying yes to God. I've been saying yes to God, and I'm not going to stop. It's actually quite addicting saying yes to God. You know, there are benefits of arising for Deborah. She lived that life of obedience, right, that sacrifice. And what happened? There was 40 years of, of complete peace following Deborah's decision. When we arise, we give other people permission to arise as well, all right? My prayer is that my own daughters would go far above and beyond where I've been. And that's what's happening, you know. I mean, even our our 25 year old, she's she's a mama. Where she has two, two daughters. She's an incredible, you know, selfless mother. And now she's a teacher, and I'm just so proud of her. She's going above and beyond. It's so beautiful. And, um, and I believe that the daughters in this house are going to go above and beyond. And they're going to receive their identities. They're going to walk in it. They're going to be healed. There's healing in this house. There's healing in this house right now. There's healing today. If you're feeling those, those, those feelings of oppression or depression, there's healing in this house. So Deborah, she said yes, right? She said yes to the call of God on her life. She said yes to speaking up. She said yes to encouraging Barak. And she even said yes to a woman she didn't know, but she knew she would do the job because God had told her. Barak said yes, right? He recognized that Deborah's authority was from God, and he said yes to that. You know, that was rare in those ancient times for men to say yes to a woman like that to follow lead to follow suit and practically beg her to come with him, right? On the battlefield. What authority. You know, and then JL said yes as one of the most unlikely to finish the job, right? But it was her willingness. It was her sheer willingness that gained her the credit. So in faith, we can all arise. We all have a place to mother and we have a place to mother a generation. We go before them and they come after us. And I'm believing they'll go beyond us. Let me remind you that there is absolutely zero age qualification for a rising. Seriously, the youngest to the teenager, to the middle age, to the to the more mature, the grandmothers. You guys We need you, we need you, we need to rise, okay? Because God is for you, God is for women, God is for women, not women too, he is specifically for women, right? God sees you, he sees where you are, he sees your journey, he sees what you've been through, the hard, the difficult, the all of it. He's seen it. I've been there. In the darkest place, God was with me. He chose you. He calls you by name. He knit you in your mother's womb, right? He knew you before you were born. He brought heaven to earth by placing you in your mother's womb, right? We're to be carriers of his glory, right? What an honor! What a gift. You know, the unborn, the soon-to-be world changers, can we rise for them, ladies? Can we rise for the ones that have yet to be born? Can we rise for the ones that are trying to survive to even be born? We can rise, can't we? You know, people hurt. People victimize. People make things confusing. People do that. I do that, but God doesn't do that. He doesn't make things confusing. He is the prince of peace. He is the prince of peace. When we look to him, things shift. It's that God perspective, right? He will not fail us. God never fails us because he loves you and he's for you. And we are so blessed to be able to have a God like that, one that delivers. He's our deliverer. He's our present help in time of need. He is our encourager. He's the lifter of our heads. He is everything. He's everything and more. That is our God. That is our Jesus. So to wrap this time up, I actually wanted to have a a step of... um, well, oh, a step of faith, essentially. It's it's essentially a two-part altar call. That sounds so formal, but the altar is here, ladies and gentlemen. Um, but what does that mean? Basically, if you are feeling like it's time, it's time for me to arise, I need to arise, there's some things that God is stirring in my heart right now. There's some things I've been actually ignoring God in. He's been telling me to do this, and I'm thought, I cannot do this. I surely cannot say, no, I am not made to do this. Surely this is not God. If you're you're feeling it right now, it's most likely God. (laughs) And he's asking right now for women to arise. He's asking for men and women to arise, essentially. This doesn't have to be just for the women, but if you're feeling called to take your place, I'm going to ask that you stand up out of your seats and you come up. And then the second part of this altar call is for the ones that have been stirred today. You've been feeling a stirring. And and you want to arise and take your place in the kingdom of God. But you you haven't allowed God to deliver you from that, that spin cycle of disobedience. You're living in the way that seems right to you. And let me tell you, there's no greater way to live than surrendered. We must surrender. We must surrender. So this is the time I'm going to open the front up for the people that they want to arise. And it's all one and the same. I'm, I'm, I'm the women that want to rise in their callings, in their identity as daughter. And then for the ones that want to surrender. And it's all, I guess, the same. Arise and surrender is kind of simultaneous, right? So I will have a prayer team up here right now. Come on up, Jody, Tony, thank you. Jason and Nicole. And if you are, if you're ready, if you're ready to take that step of faith, if you're ready to say, God, I'm ready to rise, I'm ready for more. I'm ready for healing. I need healing. I need need a touch from God. I need God to come in and bring me a peace that I've never experienced. I know there's people here that are desperate, because the Lord told me as I was praying, I was praying for you. I know there's there's people, men and women, that are desperate. Maybe it's a call into what I what I said, fostering, adopting. Maybe you never thought about doing that, but right now you feel like, yes, I'm going to do this. I'm going to step out. I'm going to take that next step. Maybe it's discipling. Maybe you just need courage to disciple someone in the next generation, someone in your family. And you're thinking, yes, I can do that. I mean, that's the great commission, right? We're gonna disciple. Can I call you out of your seats and say, there's something supernatural that happens when we stand up and we say yes, when we stand up and we move in to that destiny. If you're here and you've been battling depression, that you have felt like there's no reason to live anymore. There's absolutely no reason to live. I be so bold as to call you forward because today God wants to heal you. He wants to heal you. He wants to replace that place in your heart and in your soul that has been broken and there's torment. Any torment
1: you're a man in the room and you
0: and maybe even in this message you felt like you know what I want to say yes I want to say yes to encouraging my sister and the Lord I want to say yes to encouraging my wife I want to say yes to praying for my wife you can come on up as well. It's that bold step. For more information on Authentic Church, visit us online at AuthenticOC.com.